because that's they don't miss like that's kind of the thing with them and another thing i like about it is you can hear the bias you can see the bias a lot of who they are as people and they're not like they're not overly like one way. They're kind of just regular fucking guys. Yeah, they're just know? trolling both sides. Exactly, and I think that exactly, like yeah. I think that that's why I like it so much because, um, yeah, I don't think it's like I mean obviously like we know where they stand politically, but like yeah. um, I think that on the show they do a good job of kind of like trolling everyone because they're just kind of like all of you are fucking stupid. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and. But yeah, I, and I think the because at first I didn't really like South Park when I was younger. I liked Family Guy more because it was more like straightforward, like idiot humor and like. Um, but as I got older, I felt like I didn't like South Park as much because if you don't understand like the current events of like what's going on in the world and you watch South Park, you're not gonna fi- find it funny because yeah. you don't know what they're making fun of. Right. Right. But. As I got older and started to, like, become more conscious of, like, the world and, like, what's happening around me, that's when I started to, like, find South Park. I was like, holy fuck, this is so funny. Oh, they, they're killers. Yeah, they just fucking nail that shit, honestly. Like, yeah, it's it's so good. They're and there's so like, funny. Have you seen the one where Cartman, like, is, like, Logic? And you remember Logic did that, like, 1-800, like, suicide <laughs> song or Wait, whatever no don't ruin that because i don't think i've seen that one either the last the last episode i remember watching was the spice one where they're talking about uh, uh tom brady's like shit oh my I, god dude you have to watch the newer ones they're so yeah funny. that's that's where i left off that's where i left off was yeah like, you have to watch them they're fucking hilarious that's i always call logic the final boss of struggle rappers it's just like it just doesn't get more than that yeah logic um he's interesting he's a hilarious person to be just yeah in the the universe honestly i know he's yeah i i've never been a big logic fan i respect him but yeah cartman does this whole thing where he pretends to be logic (laughs) and then um, like literally you're just saying that it makes me fucking laugh because that's just a hilarious you have to watch it like it's so funny no, yeah, I, uh, I, when I was in high school, I really liked Logic, but then I just, like, I, it's just so, he's so funny to me now. Yeah, he's uh, very, he's just, I don't even know the word for it. It's just, he's just, he's like Russ. Yeah, he's where like Where it's Russ, just like, exactly, where I'm yeah. just like, like, I respect you, but like, yeah. also like, LOL, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see that shit where Doja Cat is like, she's like a super, she was super high on coke. Thanks, Taylor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, she's, like, super high on coke on, like, IG Live, and she's, like, just starts laughing, and she's, like, Russ, I'm a, I'm a fuck you, I'll let you hit, but, dude, no one gives a shit. She was, like, just no one gives a fuck, Russ, oh and just my starts God. laughing. It's honestly, like, the funniest clip. It's not even that funny because she's saying no one gives a fuck. It's just the demeanor in which she's No, yeah, it. and, like, my... Th- yeah, because I, I completely agree with her. Like, I don't even want to get started on Russ, but, like, I just think, like... Yeah, he's just, yeah. There's so. I many- went to high school with Doja Cat, though. Fun fact. Are you serious? Yeah, I did. Um, I thought she was. Damn, I thought she was like older than that. I don't no, know. No, she's my age. Oh wow, that's crazy. But she, um, I don't know exactly her story, um, but I do. I think she might have dropped out or gone to another school. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm not 100 percent sure because we were never really close. But yeah, she was in my choir when I was in like. Crazy. 10th grade I think but that's crazy she's always been like that like that's she's always been yeah. like such a character she's so cool and like she's always been like so like 
you're just like drawn to her. You know what I mean? Like she's always had yeah. that kind of affect on people and like has always just been like so incredibly talented. And I was not surprised at all when Doja Cat started to blow up. I was just like, of course. You know what I mean? Like this makes so much sense. Yeah. She had this song with um, Evil Needle. Well, I think she just pulled an Evil Needle beat, but uh, called So High. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was the one that, like, really, like, got her on the map was yeah. the So High. And then uh, Stay Loose did the remix of it that was, like, yeah. went really, really viral. Yeah, when Stay... Because I was already into, like, that was the shit I really liked to listen to at that time. Was yeah. Like, like, Evil Needle and just, like, anything that was We Did It, anything that was, like, early fucking um, Soul Action, like, you know, Yeah, like Penthouse, or, Penthouse, yeah, stuff yeah, like exactly. that, Great Dane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, yeah. especially those guys, like, the Team Supreme guys, I fucking loved all that shit, too. Um, and so, like, uh, so I heard that tune, shit, I think I saw that shit, like, on my feed when it dropped. Like, it was, like, I was following Evil Yeah. Needle, and I was, like, the same exact thought. I was, like, this... This girl, like, whoever the fuck this is, she's going to be so big. Yeah, because her voice is just, like, so unique. And she has, like, her own vibe. And she's funny. And, like, she just has her own personality, you know? Like, she has her own thing that, like, people are drawn to. And I feel like, um, like, that's rare, you know? Oh, yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. God, I don't, yeah, it's funny because, like, people in the industry see that. And then there's, like, this... I see this happen. I've seen this happen for, like, decades, for fuck's sake. But people in the industry see that happen with someone. And they're like, oh, shit, now I have to have, like, a thing. I'm going to, like, lean into some thing. And it's like, if you're... I always have believed if you have that thought, if you have this the afterthought, you already blew it. Like, you are... Yeah, I also think... I've, I was talking about this the other day. But I mm. think that when it comes to finding a thing or, like, having some thing about you that draws people to you I think it's you know I I think it really comes down to like self-awareness because I think that like when when kids talk to me about not not kids but like when I've had like mentor sessions and things and people talk to me about like um how do I um how do I uh what's the word um like how do I like embody like because I okay so let me just start from another thought but so I feel like people reach so far outside of themselves to come up with this crazy, like, brand and story idea that's, like, so not anything to do with who they are as a person. And I think it's because how can you know, like, what you're about and what you represent if you don't even know yourself? Like, if you have no idea of what your values are, of who you are, of where you stand in the world and, like, where you're going, how can you understand anything about what you want to impart to people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. And I think that, like, so I I think that it really comes down to self-awareness because, like, I mean, you can slap a logo on a DJ name any day. Like, in the beginning, like, Hades was just a name. You know what I mean? But, like, over time, as I became, like, more aware of myself and, like, went on kind of this, like, journey of, like, self-exploration and, like, facing my own demons and things like that, like, that's when the project, I feel like, really started to take form and, like, build personality. Um, Because I don't think that people connect to my project because they think the branding is cool or because they think, like, you know, the logo's cool or whatever. I think it's a combination of, like, oh, this is cool, and then I also like the music, and then there's also a personality here to, like, draw me in, you know? 
And I think that like the key piece of finding that and like is, is self awareness because yeah. if you don't, yeah, it's like if you don't know yourself, how the fuck are you gonna? Be able yeah. to connect to anybody. It, yeah, one hundred percent. I think like with with your project, that was like the the first thing that actually like caught my attention was that I was like, yeah, this is this girl's dope. Like that was the thing. Is it was like, oh, this is like a girl. This is a human being. You know what I mean? And she's dope. It's not like on some like exactly like you're saying. It wasn't just some like logo sla- slapped on a banner and it's like a oh, sick song. It was like no, like I'm gonna follow this person and actually. Right. Stay. When I say follow, I mean like. Thank actually, you, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like I'm actually gonna pay attention to like where you're at and what you're doing because it's like yeah, this human is dope. You know? Yeah, and I think that that makes the difference between the DJs that are going to end up playing the big stages and the DJs that are getting their music played out on the big stages. Shit, I mean, I think that just goes for being an artist too. Like, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. It's like even regardless of the context of what happens with it. I mean, like all the people that I really fuck with. I know a bit about them, you know right. what I mean, and that's yeah. like what makes me a fan of them. Yeah, and that's a, that's that piece of like authenticity that like you can't really find and you can't really like market or brand unless yeah. you understand, you know. And yeah. like for me, I feel like it was kind of an accidental thing because of like my own bullshit that like I've had to like overcome, and I've had to because I'm like a fucking drug addict and I have like all of these issues. Um, like I had to become aware of myself in order to like be happy and be okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. In order to like not die, I had to like face myself and like figure my shit out. But I feel like a lot of people I notice just kind of skate through life without really ever having anything that forces them to really take a look at themselves. That's fucking facts though. That's so true though. 100%. And they just kind of like live in this like realm of like, why does my music get played out on these stages, but like nobody wants to book me or like why, you know, why doesn't my project have any depth, you know? And yeah. it's just like, it's yeah. like people will listen to your song, but then they like, they, they don't follow you. They don't like become fans, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that piece is the self-awareness because it really like, and it's, it's simple, but it's not like easy. It's definitely like you have to just kind of, I encourage everyone, like, just go to therapy or, like, do some fucking work on yourself and, like, figure out, like, who you are, you know? Um, Yeah, I think that's just such a big thing is, like, you can't, when it it comes down to it, you, like, genuinely can't fake knowing who you are because that's, you know, that's, like, contradictory to the whole idea of it. So you genuinely can't fake knowing who you are, and I think, like, what a huge part of being like an all-encompassing like i'm talking like on your whole ass life journey as an artist yeah. is knowing who like you're saying like knowing who the fuck you yeah, are yeah and and getting vulnerable too like yeah. i think that um i think that there's a lot of things that are kind of like taboo to talk about that are important to talk about because like we're all fucking people, you know? Like, I'm not gonna hide behind this guise of, like, oh, I'm an artist, so, like, I'm somehow this, like, elite brand of human that, like, just gets it more than anybody. When it's like, no, like, I am just as flawed and imperfect and, like, you know, crazy as, like, anyone else. I just happen to also be an artist, but I feel like one of the main things that's worked for me is, like, being vulnerable and like allowing people to see that I am a person and like connect with me on a human level. Yeah, I got got a fucking kind of in that same lane. I have like this thing that I always think about with the industry that like would be 
is I don't understand why it's taboo to talk about like you're, what you're saying. And I'm not don't don't get me fucked up. You're not about to hear some crazy hot take or anything like that. Yeah. But something that I just like genuinely is like, why are people not saying this shit? Is a lot of those a lot of the people in the industry that have caught themselves in a really fucked up situation of like getting like canceled and all that kind of stuff. I think it just should have been talked about prior because if you look at the uh, at how a lot of this shit happens, it's like bro, like maybe if you weren't getting so fucked up at every show, like I just want to, I I like really wish people would check their fucking their tour mates on that kind of shit where yeah. it's like, dude, like I and like well, I think it's like romanticized. Like I think that that's why my drug use and my partying got so out of hand for so long because it was fun and it was cool. And it was like, I kind of subscribed to this like romanticized idea of like being this fucked up, like misunderstood tragic artist type, you know, archetype. And that's something that I think is extremely toxic to our scene as a whole, because it makes us overlook, um, you know, the obvious signs of somebody struggling. And I think not only that, but like, I, I, I don't know. I just think that I, I understand like why it's taboo, but I also feel like these conversations need to be had more and people yeah. just need to be like more yes. vulnerable with each other. And yeah. like, cause we're all people. It's like the reality is like, I'm not always going to, I'm not a fucking machine. Like yeah. I am not going to be able to like pump out music every single day and just like be okay. Because if I am, you know, putting my music before everything, then my mental health is going to suffer. Like I have to take time for myself. I have to like, I'll make music a couple days a week. And then I'm like, okay, like I'm going to take a couple days to like, just chill and like do what I need to do to take care of me. You know what I mean? Totally. And I need that. I need that thing not to be misconstrued. What I said there. It's not that like, it's not that I like, like shit. I drink at like the majority of my shows. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't, it ain't like that. It's just like, I have seen people on the road where it's, like, you are genuinely, like, heading in, like, a really fucked up position, you know? And no one's calling them on it. No one's saying anything about that because that idea of the conversation of being, like, yeah, yeah, like, chill, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's fucking weird for some reason. And it shouldn't be weird. Or even not just telling somebody to chill, but just, like, asking if somebody's okay, you know? like even further Because I think that, like, it's really just, I, I mean, I know for me, like, when I was doing drugs, like, I really, really, truly believed, like, wholeheartedly that the drugs, like, fueled my creativity. I was like, I can't make music unless I am high as fuck on XYZ. You know what I mean? And so I think that... I think that it's, it's complicated because we, like managers and and people in the industry like walk this line between like wanting artists to like be themselves and be them creative how they need to be but like we also need to like be aware that that when there's obvious signs of an issue or there's where there's obvious signs of like an issue building to like let people know that like they have support in their corner because at the end of the day like i can like we can tell somebody to chill all we want but like if that person doesn't want to chill they're not gonna chill you know what i mean yeah straight up so Absolutely, yeah. I think it just comes down to like making people aware that like there's support around them. And that support doesn't mean like when somebody dies fucking tweeting <laughs> t- 
tell your friends you love them. You know? Yeah. But it's just like, it's insane. It's like, it's frustrating because it's like that kind of thing is not doing anything but self-serving the people that are tweeting it to be like, oh, I I can lay my head at the pill on the pillow at night and feel like I've done something. When yeah. 90% of those people tweet that and don't fucking hit up any of their friends. Yeah, like, yeah. Every single day, at least a couple times a day, I'm hitting up friends of mine just being like, yo, I just want to let you know I love you and I appreciate you. That's dope. That's incredible. Because I think that like that's really the only way that we can like be that, that be supportive of each other because it's like people aren't going to accept help until they want it. Yeah. So at least if they understand that it's there, like that's really all the support that, you know, we can offer. Yeah, a million percent. And like destigmatizing like being a drug addict or being an alcoholic yeah. or like cuz that shit is so rampant in like especially oh. in the music industry. Oh yeah. You know. I guess that's really what I mean by the chill thing is like if someone acknowledged this from time to time, you know. But yeah, some shit I've always thought was weird, like on that subject of, uh, of you know, artists and just even celebrities or anyone passing. Some shit I've always thought was so weird was people leaning into the tragedy of it as hard as they do sometimes. Yeah. Like they'd be like, look, man, like mourn how you want to mourn. I'm not going to tell anyone how to live their fucking life. I'm yeah. But I've just found it very strange that it's like, I don't know, you know, it'd be like someone talking about how their entire like like weak is just like like they feel like quitting their job and like they're you know just shattered yeah. by someone's death and because sometimes it's like really egregious and i'm like okay this shit is yeah tragic. but like because the, the thing i always think about is like well what about their best friend you know who does genuinely feel that way you know yeah. it's like that's a double-edged sword when you're leaning that hard into something because it's like it's like, I don't know, their family and friends probably are really, really going through that. And yeah. And Social like, media, I feel like, is just a lot of, you know, a sympathy kind of ploy in a messy. lot of ways. And it is messy. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it just, you know, like, it, it's about action. It's not about talking. You know, Fact, it's, it's yes. like I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go on social media and be like, when somebody dies, I'm gonna be like, oh, tell your friends you love them. Like, I'm gonna go fucking tell my friends I love them. You know, oh, yeah. I'm gonna go do yeah. it. I'm gonna be, you know, uh, proactive about it rather than just like talking about it because I want to be a part of something. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. I don't know. And I think that, yeah, I think that we're heading in the right direction. I think that like overall, like mental health stuff and addiction and things like that have be are becoming less stigmatized because it's becoming more widely understood that addiction is not a choice. It's a disease. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, un, like nor like th- there's normal people that can like do Coke on the weekends and like, they're fine. I yeah. can't once I start, like I literally do not stop. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's like, but how would I have known? I would, there's no way for me to have known that when I started, you know? So yeah. it's like, once there's a problem, if I admit that I need help, I don't feel like there should be judgment for it. And I feel like we're heading in that direction where it's like less stigmatized and more widely understood that it is a disease and it's not a choice. Oh, yeah. But yeah. it's going to take a lot of time because it's yes. it's it's been stigmatized for so long. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I feel like the I feel like the higher you go up on the ladder. Just so, you, you know, you have like. You have creators and consumers. That's like the ladder there. Yeah. And the higher you go up on the ladder, I think it's it's less and less stigmatized because the, it's such a fucking real thing that you're talking about that like so many people have to like, especially in our 
our industry, like, you have to actually acknowledge that it's a real fucking thing, you know? And so, like, I agree with you. I, I like that. I love the direction that that is going on social media. But that, um, not even but, but, like, it's that lower tier, not lower tier, that's a fucked up way to put it, uh, but uh, a lot of people that attend raves is really what I'm saying is it's not really talked about enough in, like, general population, I feel. Because, I mean, yeah. shit, like, fucking... Well, I mean, I think Insomniac does a really good job of it. I oh, think that, like... that shit, yeah. 100%. Like, I remember there was a... In EDC 2015, like, my ex-boyfriend, the guy that I was, like, dating at the time, like, he took too much Molly, and we ended up in the med tent because he was, like, throwing up and, like, all this shit. Yeah. And I thought it was really cool the way that they had it in this, like, safe space where you could go if you were too fucked up and they had, like, pamphlets, like, educating you about, like, different substances and things Hell like that. Yeah. And yeah. they have their ground control staff. And I think that is such a beautiful way to understand that, like, we can't tell people not to do drugs. We can't tell people not to party. But we can't help them understand the, like, long-term effects of, like, what they're doing and, yeah. like, how it's going to play out if they continue to abuse shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think as a society, like, we got to really fucking kick that, like shit because it's like i mean have fun how you want to have fun but like there's like still in the general public this attachment to like fear and loathing bullshit to like oh yeah it's a romanticized part. exactly it's yeah. that it's that romanticized like i want to be like it's like glamorous to be like fucking you know fucked up all the time and whatever but i mean I'm People gonna, are going to do what they're going to do. And personally, it's just like when I get to that level of success, I want to be happy there. Like yeah. I want to be fulfilled. I want to be like appreciative and grateful and like like be able to enjoy what I've built for myself. Yeah. I don't Fuck want yeah. to be like this miserable artist that's just like, you know, doing drugs until I'm in a fucking coma and then hating my life every single day on repeat, you know, because it's yeah. like. I don't know. It's such a it's and and it's it's hard, too, because I think that like because it's romanticized, it's like easier for people to overlook the signs of somebody obviously struggling. Like it can look glamorous, but like on the inside, it's like that person is fucking hates their life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like what I see a lot is that that's all they got, you know? like Yeah, for sure. It's like a big identity thing where it's like they just got the weekend. You know, and so, or, like, they just have the time when they're not working. Yeah. And it turns into, it turns into, like, man, like, I don't know. I just know, I just know cats, especially from, like, club days that, like, were, that's the only reason that you knew them. Is, like, yo, you are the plug or, like, you go really, really fucking hard. Or yeah. Like, yeah. And that, to me, is, like, always concerning because it's, like, well, it's scary because it's, like, when you get caught in a position when you can't be that, then, yeah. like, you know. Well, that's, a, yeah, and I think that just, like, the only way to, to really deal with that is just, like, be compassionate of people and, like, understand that, like... Fuck yeah. It's... People are only going to accept help when they want it, you know? But, yeah. like, we can try to offer support and, like, be understanding and non-judgmental and... Because, like... But being non-judgmental doesn't mean that you don't pass judgments. It means that you don't act on those judgments. Because yeah. it's like we all by nature are judgmental people. Like I look at people all the time and make judgments about them. Yeah. But then I try to like catch myself and be aware of the judgment that I'm making and be like, oh, well, that's not really fair because this person is obviously struggling with this, this, and this, and this. Yeah. But like having compassion and like ju and like excusing behavior are not mutually exclusive things. And I think that that's yeah. what... 
I was talking about this in this like producer group that I'm in and I feel like it was misunderstood when I was talking about having compassion for people that are like acting shitty and you know just super being super destructive not only to themselves but to other people um because like having compassion for them and like trying to help them and understanding that they're struggling does not mean that you're like okay with their behavior enabling it yeah Yeah. exactly like i know with my parents like my parents completely detached from me when i was getting high because it was just too painful for them you know and i at the time was like man fuck my parents like they literally like don't care give a fuck about me or whatever but like that's not true they love me so much but like they couldn't just watch me destroy myself you know so i think that it really just comes down to like holding people accountable, but also having compassion for them and understanding that the fundamental, like, common denominator of, like, being a human is change. And, like, we all have the capacity to change if we're willing to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. But, yeah. No, I feel that. I I really do. I, like, all, all, like, uh, my baseline opinions on this shit come with the foundation that, like, if, if there is that concern, you know, if that concern has developed, you know, for anyone that I know, it means that I, like, genuinely give a shit about someone. Right. You know, but, like, I've always, like, in the past, just because I, I, I am who I am, I just, I'm just quiet as hell and watch with this stuff. And then whenever, you know, someone asks me about it, it's like, you know what, like, I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm not going to bullshit you. Yeah. You know, I think it's the imposition when, you know, like you're saying, like, if people don't want help, they're not going to take it. Yeah. So it's that imposition, I think, could be, like, a really, like... Uh, no, it's definitely thing, a tricky. You know? It's definitely a tricky situation. There's a lot of variables to it, but yeah, I mean, I think overall, like we're moving in the right direction. But it's definitely, yeah. um, you know, sad that it has had to come at the expense of like so many incredible minds and artists and people. You yeah, know, yeah, I mean, so many people fucking died already, and and it's so fucking sad. It is, like, I I just. Honest to God, like, my whole thing is I wish there was just, like, an objective opinion on drug use. It, and I'm just, like, being blunt here. But I wish there was just an ad- objective opinion on drug use. Like, yeah, you know, some people don't do fucking well with it. Some people do. Who gives a shit? If you yeah. want to do it, do it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you know? and that's that just goes back to that stigma. I mean, I think that... Um, I don't think that it'll ever be fully erased, but I do think, like, the more mental health discussions become a thing and, like, yeah. we it, it becomes more, um, you know, because psychology is, like, a relatively new field. Psychology is, like, a relatively newer field of study as opposed yeah. to, like, biology or whatever, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um... I find it fascinating because they rarely yeah. know what the fuck they're talking about. Like, no bullshit. I would, like... I, like, watched, like, a grip of podcasts on that shit and, like, have read a bit about psychology. And, like, there is this general consensus in that community. Like, we don't really know what we're talking about. But we do. But we yeah. Don't, no, know? I mean, it's all theories, you yeah, know. Because exactly, it's, like, yeah. based in evidence. But, like, it's not – a lot of it's not necessarily stuff that you can quantify. And it's based off of, like, um, you know, studies of behavior and things like that. But yeah. the thing about psychology is because it's such a new field, I think that – we are headed in the right direction and in terms of like, you know, understanding each other better and becoming more aware as a species, you know, but like, um, I think, do you know what Maslow's hierarchy of needs is? Yeah. So like, I think the evolution of society has like followed Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I feel like back in the fucking day when like, you know, 
we're in caves and we're worried about a fucking tiger coming in to eat our babies. Like, obviously, I'm not going to be like, what's the meaning of life? You know what I mean? Because I'm focused on like very like visceral physiological needs like food, shelter, warmth, water. You know what I mean? Like things like that. So reproduction, like shit like that. So those are like very basic human needs for the survival of of our species. Yeah. And so I think that like, as as society has evolved and as like you know industrialization has happened and technology has boomed and we have like you know if i'm i'm hungry i can go to, down to the store and i don't have to go hunt for yeah. food and gather yeah. and like you know um and it, I think that it's given us more space in our mind to be able to self-actualize and to be able to like become aware of ourselves as human beings and like understand why we do what we do and like what the reasons for things are and like why we behave the way we behave and things like that. And I think that like that's relatively recent. Like if you look at a timeline of all of humanity, it's only in the last like, you know couple hundred years like even years probably yeah, yeah i was Something gonna like say that. like less than 300 years that like we've even really been able to like come to that point of evolution yeah. so i think that like overall like we are headed in the right direction but it is like an evolutionary thing and i think it's gonna take like a lot of you know i i don't think we'll necessarily see that fully in our lifetime but like i'm sure that eventually we'll get to a point where it becomes destigmatized or overall destigmatized, you know? Yeah, I, I like, truly hope. I, I just hope it's, like, objective. That's my main shit with all this shit, you know what I mean? I'm just, like, wh- but, like, what is it? You know what I mean? Like, thoughts yeah. aside, feelings aside, like, what is this literally? You know what yeah. I mean? And that's that most things in society are, like, you kind of catch, like, I don't know, you kind of catch, like, these trends of, like, society will swing one way or another on this and that opinion, but, like, my, like, rule of thumb is, like, okay, like, regardless of what people are saying about it, like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, like, what's the baseline of it? Something I find really interesting. Sorry, I started going somewhere. No, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, something I find really interesting when it comes to, like, human needs and whatnot is um, I read this book uh, by Dale Carnegie called uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Which sounds I've heard of that book, but I don't know exactly what it's about. It's fascinating. Um, it sounds like the most psychopath shit ever, Loki. But um, it, which it is definitely no. I love shit like that. It's a weird angle, but um, it was written in like the '30s, and it's just about it's about uh, like relations, human relations, HR, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but something that is really fascinating about this shit, and this pertains to, like, people having more room to not have to, you know, fight fucking tigers and shit, and more room to, like, think about bullshit, is people will, like, in the security of, like, modern society, I think it was, like, okay, I don't remember the exact chapter. It was either Stanford or Harvard or something like yeah. that. Major college. Uh, did a study, and regardless of the details, you can fucking find it. It's in, like, the first third of the book. Uh, regardless of the details, the result of it was is that in a comfortable atmosphere, like in the comfort of modern society, people will choose to see self-importance over food, right? So there's like, they gave them two options. One was food, one was self-importance. And self-importance won like every single time. Yeah. Right. And that's like in a, in a controlled environment. So pretty much the point is, and then there's another point that they make in that book, which I love so much, is that Al Pacino, not Al Pacino, um... What the fuck was the gang motherfucker in Chicago that was uh that was uh uh like ran Chicago 
gangs forever. I don't know. I'm not an expert on Chicago gangs. No, no, no. He's like super famous. Um, anyway, someone in the comments. <laughs> uh, yeah, someone in the comments plugged me with that. Uh, but the fuck is that famous gangster's name? Anyway, he's kind of an idiot. But on his deathbed, he uh, he said his like last quote, like his literal like last line for life was a. Uh, it's just a shame people didn't realize what I did for them. And, like, he, keep in mind, he had killed more people than, like, motherfucking Pablo Escobar at this point in time. Like, he, like, yeah. is a mob boss. Um, but the point is, is that, like, there's two phenomenons there. People will always think that they're the good guy fundamentally. And people's need for self-importance is, like, more than, like, food. Yeah. You know, and that shit, I think, rings the truest to what you're talking about, to where it's like, well, if we don't have to fucking go cherry pick for food, then, like, what are you left with? Yeah. You know, I did, like, regard, like, I wasn't even going anywhere with that, but that is just the most fat. It just yeah, yeah, no, to I shit. totally feel, you know, I think all that stuff is so interesting, and I think that it all kind of ties back to create, like, creativity, too. I, like, um, I feel like, um, like understanding yourself and understanding like your ego and your relation to your ego is so important in terms of like being a creator. Hell yeah. Because like our ego is like run by fear, you know? So oh, yeah. our, our ego is like when, when I'm creating from a place of ego, I'm creating from a place of fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of competition. Yeah. But like when I'm creating from a place of truth and authenticity and love, then I'm like, that's when my best art's gonna come out because it's real, you know? It's not yeah. like, it's not from fear and it's not like me comparing myself to everyone else and trying to like be like somebody else or whatever, you know? Like I, I think that, um, I think that it all really just boils down to self-awareness, you know? And that's yeah. why I, I encourage like everyone, um, even if they don't have like problems problems everyone has problems so like yeah. even if like they don't think that they have problems it's i think it's just important for everyone to like go on some sort of journey of self-exploration because like especially as a creator like that shit is only going to help you become better and more authentic and more real you know yeah sense of self is a fucking fascinating thing especially when it comes to like making making art because it's like yeah I, I i was telling you like a while ago like i always like when i'm writing some shit it's just like if i have to if i'm saying deep down like if i'm like ask myself why i'm writing a song and it has anything to do with they like if they feel this way about yeah it, like people will feel yep. x y and z about it it's like i just have to f either fucking scrap that idea or like review why i'm writing the song and yeah just restart that shit. yeah you have to yeah you have to go over intention like yeah. why like what what is my goal in writing this song is my yeah. goal to to like feel to make people feel what I'm feeling to yeah. have people to try to connect people with like who I am and what I'm feeling or is it because I'm afraid that I'm not going to be successful yeah or like yeah. you know it's and if it's based from a place of fear it's not going to be true to I you was, I was thinking that about about Cardi's album funny enough like I was like I feel like this guy was writing this because he thought that people would receive it really edgy. And, like, the thing was is, like, that, but that's not really, like, that's not being, like, a unit, like, a whole-ass artist. Then you're I just, didn't hear it, honestly. I, that's fine. I, I yeah. haven't heard it. I mean, it's, you know, it's not for everyone. wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, funny enough. But, yeah, like, it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like, really blown out, like, hardcore rap influences in it. Like, yeah. you hear a lot of influences from, like, 
Ghostman and like Suicide Boys and like yeah, you know um, the new Ghostman album is a fucking incredible. Eh. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. Eh. I think it's really really dope. But with the Cardi thing, yeah, I feel like I feel like there was so much sense of like how will they feel about this when he was writing it because it sounds like none of his other shit, you know, which can be a, a good and a bad thing. But it was also like, but this sounds so ex- it, like nail on the head like. The idea of Cardi, like a rapper, like an a, like one of the ASAP affiliate rapper, like straight Atlanta, funny ass rap, like yeah, I don't mean funny in like a disrespectful way, but I mean like he's got like a goofy kind of thing to him, um, baby voice, but yeah, someone like that, writing hardcore rap influence stuff, I feel like you would be like, oh well, that would be shocking to the public, and I'm like, yeah, but do you actually fuck with that, like because you don't seem to be doing it well. To be honest. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It, it's like, it definitely a subjective take, but it just seemed like he was writing it for the look, you know, and it, fe- it felt disingenuine, which I think with my, you know, my own stuff, writing stuff, if, if I land on that result where it's like, am I writing this for some sort of fucking look or like some sort of like. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's like gonna suck. Yeah. <laughs> honestly. For sure. No, a hundred percent. And I think that that's, like, kind of the weird line that we walk as, like, artists with it have, like, a project and a brand and a, and, a, and some level of consistency that we need to maintain in order to, like, you know, continue to grow. Yeah. But at the same time, like, still trying to maintain true to, like, us, you know? Fuck yeah. And yeah. it's, like, this weird balance that we have to strike where it's, like, I even... You know, it's like sometimes I don't want to make bass music, but I still do because I know that it's the most uh, digestible for my project right now, you know, and it's like I don't think that that's necessarily inauthentic, but I do think that um, it's like we have to strike a balance between like, you know, being aware of like why we're creating something and like do it as authentically as we can when it comes to like making a project um, and, like, maintaining a brand and, like, all that shit, you know? I like the Aphex Twin angle. I've always liked that. I don't know I don't know if that's necessarily what I do, but I just I admire it. Yeah. Because this whole thing, from my understanding, comes off to me. Like, he uh, just really likes fucking with synths. You know what I mean? Right. And it just landed where it landed. Like, there wasn't much, like... No expectation. Yeah, it was just like, you know, I'm just going to fuck around and what happens, happens. And he's like, dope. And then runs it and releases right. it. And I, I just love that. And like I said, it, it's not necessarily like what I do. There's definitely a little bit like more long-term thinking there. But I just fucking love that. No, I love that too. And I, I think it's like, I think I like that you brought that up because I think that that was definitely an era where it was easier to do that, yeah. you know? And I think that now because the industry is so oversaturated and it's so much more... Um, it's so much easier to like become a music producer and like, yeah. you know, you don't have to have all this fancy shit and like you, you just like can have a laptop and like Ableton, you can fucking, you know, do it literally so easily now yeah. that I think, and it's so attainable now that I think be- because of that, it's become so oversaturated Violently to where like, oversaturated. Yeah, yeah. To where like, 
we can't really, it, it's hard to be, unless you already have a platform or like yeah. you have the team behind you to push, you know, an, an Aphex twin type project. Yeah. Like you have to maintain some sense of consistency yeah. until you get to a point where you can branch out. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think that like, because ultimately like people need to, if you want to build a career out of it, like people need to know like how to market you, like where to, pl where to place you. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that that's why it's about like finding balance between it. Um, because it's, that's just the nature of how the industry is right now. You know what I mean? It's like, you yeah. have to like kind of play the game. We were talking about it earlier. We're like, we need to be, we're trying to be authentic to ourselves. We also like in certain places have to kind of sacrifice certain pieces of that authenticity in order to like be able to speak to the audiences and the, and the, and the, and the masses that we want to, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I, yeah. With, uh, with that like legacy album, there was a bit of that. Not that I was like compromising aesthetics, but it's, there's like the reality that like, I was like, this is going to be a long fucking project. Like this is going to be a story. And so where it's like, maybe I don't feel like writing the most tragic shit I want. I could right now. That's the time, though. Like, now is the time to do that. Yeah. Because I have this this project that I'm working right. on. You know? And so I think, like, that comes in a lot of different shapes and sizes where it's just, like, tact tactically being creative. Yeah. I, and also, like, it always depends on it always depends on the project, you know? Like, shit. Or, like, the, the moniker and whatnot. Like, you have people like Death Grips that are, like, extremely successful and it's all very, like... It's all very, like, primal art where it's just, yeah, like, yeah. you're just, like, go. Like, what do you got? You know what right. I mean? Right. Ooh, what do we got? Your file history drive. I don't know what the fuck that means. Anyway. It was a red message. It looked I know, important. Hold on. Yeah, let's see what we got here. Uh, it's, this is not going to work good. I don't know what the fuck that was, though. Concerning. I mean, yeah, it's still recording, though. Yeah, no, but I, I, I don't know. I, I think, like, in some cases, it circles back around to where it's, like, you can, like, choose the impulse until, like, that is your thing. Yeah. You know? That necessarily, like, hadn't worked for me, but, like, I don't know. I just, I feel like at some point in time with my stuff, I'm just going to, like, say fuck it and just be all over the map. But. Yeah, and I, I definitely want to do that, too. I just know that at this point in my career, like, at this size, like, I need to maintain some semblance of consistency totally. just yeah. like just because i want to be playing festivals i want to be like doing you know yeah i want to be playing shows and shit and, and people need to know where to put me you know what i mean because yeah, yeah. i'm not a big enough of an artist yet to where people can just like it, it's like my own thing you yeah. know what i mean and like eventually i will 100 percent be able to like you know put on my own entire production and show and thing like, and, and shit like that to where it's like, I curate the artists that are there and it's like yeah. my own vibe, you know what I mean? But like, as of right now, like I think in the beginning, it's definitely important to like try to maintain some semblance of consistency. And that doesn't mean like doing the same thing over and over again. It just right. means like having some sort of common denominator between the things that you're doing so that people can understand you and like, oh, yeah, totally. you know, get totally. to know you um, as an artist, you know? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I definitely know what you're saying. There's, I mean, and that's like the thing. There's like a lot, a lot of projects that are just so incredible like that. You know, like, I mean, G. Jones is, like, the Oh, yeah, he's amazing, yeah. yeah. It's just, like, that, like, he's been G. Jones from day one. And that's, right. like, that's, like, that project is a fucking project. Right. You know, any of the, like, major dudes like that, like, it, guys and gals, that was fucked up. 
<laughs> um, but any of the major artists like that, you know, I mean, fucking Sophie, R.I.P. I know. She, for instance, like her shit was fucking. Yeah, she Sophie was fucking incredible. One, yeah, like yeah. It was the idea was so concise, and the 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 fucking execution was so concise. It was great. That's like Arca too. That's actually yeah. like, I don't know if you listen to Arca. Love. Arca. I don't think so. Yo, you're about to. You, yeah. yeah, I don't think so. You need to put on that's okay. some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But with that being said, I have to pee super bad. So okay. I think this is a great time to wrap this. Okay, yeah. Hell that's yeah. Cool. All right, dude. Thanks you, for having me. Of course. Do you have anything you want to end on? Um. Go listen to her EP on Mousetrap. Yeah, go listen to my EP on Mousetrap. It comes out uh, February 19th. And um, wash your hands and uh, make good choices. Oh, yeah. Fun fact. Sav is vaccinated and I got tested two days ago. So. Yeah, I'm vaccinated, bitches. <laughs> That's some gangster shit. <laughs> anyway, oh yeah. See you on the other side, folks.